Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. There's going to be some powerful testimonies and what's about to happen is there's going to be a breakthrough. There's going to be some breakthroughs in the house tonight. I want you to lean in. Uh, where's Brian Marks real quick? Are you in here, Brian? There you are. I just felt the prophesy over you. God told Israel when they wanted meat, uh, they were in the wilderness and, you know, and he, and he just said, is my arm too short? Is my arm too short? And I'm telling you, Brian, God will not be mocked. He has seen your your faithfulness. He has seen your sacrifice. He has seen your offerings. He has seen you, you striving to grow and God will not be mocked. Watch the goodness of God. Watch the goodness of God show up and begin to show off in your life. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that their house will be filled with people getting inspired to have uh, good families, get inspired to be good parents, getting inspired to trust God more. We thank you for the amazing connect group leaders they are. We thank you for the amazing members they are in our church. We thank you for the Marks family. We thank you that his children are gonna be marked by the Lord's goodness. And I thank you, Lord, that you're about to show off in his world. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen. Amen. Come on. So we have Cherish in one week. Come on, ladies. Can I just tell you, don't check out or sleep on any church around Cherish. We're having the main speaker from Cherish. She's coming out on the Sunday after Cherish. So ladies, if you're at Cherish, if you gotta drive all night, if you gotta move your flights, get back here on that Sunday. It's gonna be powerful. And then the Wednesday after that, we have the amazing Mike Connell at our church. Our church, October is going to be explosive. Don't miss a single Sunday or Wednesday in October. It, God is setting things up, all right? And speaking of setting people up, we have a cherished three by two right now. You're gonna hear from three powerful women. Listen, when we ask somebody to share up here, we don't, we, we ask people that are able to articulate, that know the word of God, they have all the credentials. But why they're up here also is that they personally have walked through their own level of breakthrough and they are overcomers. So you're gonna hear from some powerful women. So lean in, get your notepads out. I'm gonna say all three names and then I'll bring our first speaker. So you're gonna hear from the amazing Amy Marks. And then you're gonna hear from the spectacular Brindley Barrett. And you're gonna hear from the one and only Yolo Yolanda. So will you guys help me welcome our first 3x10 speaker, the one and only Amy Marks to the stage! Hello everyone, welcome. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you that you are in this room. Thank you for what you were doing in each one of these women, but more importantly, the people sitting in these seats. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to start by thanking our beautiful and amazing Pastor Matt and Pastor Loren. If you truly take the time to see their heart, you know why Awaken thrives. And I have to shout out the Awaken leaders, Pastor Jenny and Pastor Scott. Woo, Awaken you. 
and my husband, who just got an amazing word, and my beautiful kids, that some of them are in here, and the others are in youth. Amen. <laughs> I have to give a little credit to Pastor Matt. He spoke this word at Awaken You, and it has stuck with me in this particular verse. Isaiah 53, 5 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. God's intention for us isn't just salvation. His intention is so much more. And in that verse, it says he sent his son to die on the cross for total and complete salvation. What does that mean? It means healing to make us whole. Mental healing, physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, healing from trauma. And I believe that one of the foundational ways that God does that is in and through relationships. So as Pastor Loren asked me, I looked back at the past several years of Cherish and Cherish Conference. God highlighted three relationships over that season for me. The first relationship was with the Holy Spirit. So my very first Cherish Conference, I was super challenged by my view of the Holy Spirit. I've been raised as a Christian pretty much my whole life. But I would say the Holy Spirit was barely talked about. So we went to that first cherish. I drove with the beautiful, some beautiful ladies, had a blast, laughed a ton, cried a lot. The people who know me know that's not, you know, that's pretty normal. My eyes sweat a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Matt. I sweat. <laughs> but God really started to, sh to do something powerful in me. So we decided to stay in that, uh, that Sunday to go to Awaken in San Diego. And Pastor John Heinrichs was sharing a message. And he was sharing around the gifts of the Spirit. And I will tell you, I was sitting in my seat, and everything he said made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I honestly didn't really like the guy. <laughs> I didn't even know him. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable and maybe on the verge of offense and like, no, you don't know what you're talking about, that I was like, no. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor John, if you happen to listen to this. <laughs> So on our drive home, we had a beautiful, safe conversation around that topic, and everyone didn't agree, but God started to do a work in me. And Brian and I, at that point, I was half in at Awaken, and my heart was just like, is this you, God? And you can ask him, I went several times, it's like, we should just bail. <laughs> so thankfully, he was like, no. No. <laughs> But I came to a strong realization that my perspective was wrong. <laughs> Walking out faith without the power of the Holy Spirit, as many of you have, may have heard in this house, is like flipping a light switch and there's no electricity. Or trying to function in a body without water. <laughs> Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Part of you being made whole is first salvation, but second right relationship with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> This relationship's like any other. The more you learn about it, the more you cultivate it, the better it gets. So the second relationship that God highlighted was the relationship I have with myself. Like I said, I grew up in the church, but I would describe that relationship in my identity like I was in a corn maze. I was always in the right field, but I was always taking the wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, let that sit. <laughs> I even from a little girl, I was always focused on doing what was right, but I carried this sense of guilt. 
And I didn't realize it then, but that's like an identity in, in religion. <laughs> and then some of you may know I was really quite good at sports. Um, I was a good athlete. I wanted to play basketball in college. But my identity in that became about performance. <laughs> and then here's the no, no, no. So I, my junior year of high school, moved to a different school to pursue my career in college as basketball. And before I knew it, I went from this healthy, vibrant, pretty happy girl to 70 pounds thinner in three months, having to be weighed on a weekly basis so that I didn't have to get a feeding tube. My identity in that area was in my appearance. Then marriage came along. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing, don't get me wrong. But when you try to find your identity in marriage based on how you loved you feel from your spouse, it's not going to work out. <laughs> Thankfully, we have made it, and we will continue to make it. <laughs> so what I'm, God was woven in and through all of that, and at times he was the center, but I never had right identity. We absolutely cannot be made whole if we allow the world and life circumstances to tell us our identity. <laughs> we are loved. We are cherished. We are chosen. We are his masterpiece, which is the theme. And like God just laid the, think about the creator of the world says that each one of you is his masterpiece. I don't know a masterpiece that isn't perfection. <laughs> so last Cherish conference, I got to stay with someone I didn't really know very well. But that person has become one of my favorite people. She, I can laugh with her. She can call me out on my stuff. <laughs> But the thing that I've really come to admire most in her is that she knows who she is and who she is. <laughs> when we surround ourselves with people and cherish conference and women's prayer, it gets easier to see who you are. <laughs> so the final relationship he highlighted with me was ones with other people, specifically of your sex. So like for me, women, men, this applies to you with other men. Relationships for me with women have been a challenge since about 15 to 35. I often found myself just wearing this coat of insecurity. And some of it was because of my past. You see, when I was athletic, people didn't know how to celebrate my talent, so they wanted to compete. When I was struggling with anorexia, granted, these, these girls were young. But they didn't know how to walk with me through that battle, so they bailed. <laughs> friends shouldn't bail, especially healthy friends, when you're walking through a struggle. <laughs> so because of this and because of my lack of being whole, I often found women as a source of jealousy, insecurity, and comparison. <laughs> So looking back, let me just, sorry, I have to share this side note. <laughs> Please hear my heart in this. If you are in this church and you have been hurt or offended by a previous church, by a woman, or even by someone in this room, stay in your seat. Put your seatbelt on and trust that God has you. <laughs> Every woman in this room, every man in this room is on a journey, and everyone comes with brokenness, and God's trying to bring healing and wholeness to that. 
Just last night at Awaken You, a woman that I have come to really look up to over the last six months spoke a word to me that confirmed so much that I wanted to hear that God says I am. So it hasn't been all lollipops, but I haven't given up. I keep showing up and I keep surrendering to him. So there have been women who have now spoken into my life instead of taking from it. The beautiful thing about healthy relationships is they can often see the beauty in you before you can. And on the flip side, when you're off your rocker, they can get you back on the right path. So a while back, I was asked to share the tithe. And my beautiful son, who serves in production, go production. (laughs) He happened to remind me that he was going to be back there on mic control. And he's like, and if I feel necessary, you know I can mute you. (laughs) So... I just want to remind us that oftentimes, a lot, most of us have probably been in a serious relationship at some point or are currently married. We often wish when our spouse tries to speak into something, we can mute them. But when a good friend speaks into it, your world shifts. You're, you're open to the idea. So don't let your son mute your mic. God's desire isn't for us to wait for eternity to be made whole. He wants it now. His desire, like Isaiah 53 says, he was beaten so we could be whole. So I encourage you in this last few seconds, where are you at with your relationship with with the Holy Spirit? Do you have one? Is there evidence in your life that you have one? Or are you right now like I was with Pastor John and you don't like me very much because I'm challenging you? (laughs) Transformation without the Holy Spirit is a really long, hard road. Where are you with your relationship with yourself? Where do you find your identity? Get around some women. And it may take time to find your women. It may take months. It may take years. It may take seconds. But don't give up. Let them show you who, and speak into you who you are. Do you allow the world to tell you who you are or the people who know who you are? And do you have relationships, two true friendships with people of the same sex? Or have you been hurt so much you've just given up? Do you self-protect and guard your heart? So some things in God's kingdom kingdom happen in an instant, and some take a journey. And allow God to fix your broken pieces, fill in your missing ones. His desire is for you to be made whole. So let's welcome up the beautiful Brinley. She She is our fearless kids leader with her husband. Oh, Amy, you did so amazing. Thank you, guys. I love that, Amy. And I also want to start out with honoring the Tuggles. You guys are the realest, best shepherds that we could have asked for. And you guys deserve every reward and harvest that's coming your way. We love you. Um, And also to my husband, I love you. You're amazing. Um, And also to my mom, thank you, I love you. Um, So, like Amy, or sorry, yeah, like Amy, my mom's name is Amy too, so that just threw me off, but um, I have been to a lot of church conferences, and so uh, when I was asked to speak, I was like, okay, there's quite a few things I could pick from. But what I love so much about Cherish is it's like God's party for his princesses. And he prepares a table, a meal for us. And it's just the most exquisite experience. But what I've realized is 
We don't know what's going to be on the menu, but we know that he is an excellent chef and it's always amazing. So this experience is coming from last year, uh, last year's Cherish Conference. And so during that time in my life, I was 25 and I was freshly engaged, I think like a month in. Um, so it was a really exciting time, you would think, uh, <laughs> in my life. And um, I was so excited to be at Cherish Conference with all my friends, and it was going amazing. And all the speakers were awesome, and I just, like I said, I didn't know what was on the menu. So I was um, sitting there listening to Pastor Pam, which is one of our pastors in San Diego. And she's older, like, I don't know how old, but she has, like, wisdom for days um, kind, of, <laughs> kind of thing. And um, she was sharing her story of, um, she gave her first son up for adoption, actually. And that didn't relate to me in any way, but it created an atmosphere that was so holy and so intimate, so raw, that the Holy Spirit actually was able to just remind me of something from my childhood. And I was just, like, shocked. Like, I hadn't thought of that in so long. But he said, he's like, he made me think of it. And it's something that I heard in my home growing up, and it was, don't get married and have kids because it's not worth it. And that wasn't said out of conviction of it being true. That was said out of frustration and overwhelm. But when you're a young girl and you don't have the wisdom to decipher that, that sticks into your spirit, even though I never realized. I literally had forgotten about that moment. So then I found myself engaged, and that was starting to get pressed on that ungodly belief. And Cody's the best. I don't know if everyone knows him, but he's amazing. And it's like, who wouldn't want to marry him? He's awesome. But I literally, I like, I felt like I, I couldn't do it for some reason in my mind. And it was because of that ungodly belief that was so deep in my spirit that I didn't even know about. I literally felt like there was like a ball and chain to one leg and I was trying to run and I just couldn't uh, because it was just so ingrained in me. And it was to the point where, uh, what did I write down? Let me see. Okay, so I was, I probably sound crazy, so this is going to make everyone feel better. Um, but I would have dreams like every night of being cheated on. No one wants to wake up to that. There was like nothing that would give a signal to that. Um, and I would ask my friends like all the time, I'd be like, so do you see any red flags in this man? Like, I was like the opposite of the person who doesn't want to listen to their friends when there's red flags. I was like, no, please tell me if there's red flags. I'm ready to bail. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, no, he's amazing. He's the best. Your relationship is awesome. Because when you're around amazing friends who can just remind you of the truth, like Amy said, when you're a little cuckoo, everyone needs that. They do. And it was to the point, too, where any time wedding planning got brought up, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And I'm like a master of changing the subject. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) But there's, there's been healing in that area. And so that was the situation of the time that was supposed to be life giving. It actually was really hurtful. And so, and it had nothing to do with my relationship. It had everything to do with a lie that the enemy had seated in me that hadn't been exposed yet. But thank God for Cherish Conference and Awaken Church for providing opportunities like Emerge Conference, like Awaken, like every Wednesday night, every Sunday. You can be here and get a word from God and find healing. 
every opportunity, we don't do things to do it. We do things because we're providing a place for revelation, for healing, and for breakthrough. And so when the Holy Spirit reminded me of that moment as a child, I just ran to the altar as soon as the session was over. And what's amazing about a lie is it can be broken. You can come out of agreement with things. It's not actually you. It's something that you believed. And so I I did. I broke those things. And then it was a process of rewiring my brain. Um, And so I was like, okay, how do I do that? Well, you go to the Bible because the Bible is the ultimate truth for wisdom. And what I love about, thank God we live in 2023 because we don't have to be Bible scholars. We can just search on Google uh, verses about marriage, verses about children. That's what I did. So you can do the same thing about your issues, okay? And so I did. I searched, what does the Bible say about marriage? And I found this verse, and it says, it's from Proverbs 18, and it says, the, oh, a man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and the women said amen, and he receives favor from the Lord, and the men said amen. So, so that's a good thing. And I wrote that down on a sticky note, and I put it on my mirror, and I said that, I read it to myself every day. So as I was rewiring the processes of my mind, and then... And then the other part, the children, I, which is silly because I'm in kids ministry. I love kids. It's really not a problem. But for some reason, my own kids, I was like, ah. <laughs> and so I wrote down, I found mer- or verses about children. And I found in Psalms, it says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. They are not something the world might tell you that they're going to take from you, that your life is going to change, it's going to be different. Same with marriage. People say it's archaic. No, that is not the word of the Lord over those things. They are something to bless you. The future is family. And I believe that, that God is doing a healing work in families. And I also want to add, not only did I write these down on sticky notes and read them every day. No, I was in men, or I was in women's prayer. Sorry. I know my gender. I was in women's prayer, and I hope you're in men's prayer if you're a man, because I also had to pray with other believers to rewire my brain until I started thinking the right way. And now, so two months after Cherish, good news, we did get married in December, and we had the most beautiful wedding, so intimate, so perfect for us with our, like, most favorite people. Um, And then I'm 17 weeks pregnant with our baby. So God is working all things for good. And what I feel like with that is only God would know the season that I was going to enter in and the fact that I couldn't have gotten to that season if I didn't get that healing that he revealed to me at Cherish Conference. So don't discount those experiences. There is nothing, now looking back, there is nothing that would have held, like kept me from going to Cherish Conference because of the breakthrough and the life I get to live now with my husband, with our future baby. Nothing would compare to that, to missing that. And so... I just want to ask you, what season do you think that God is calling you into and the healing that you need to find before you can get into that season? Or like the Israelites, that because they had the slave mentality, they couldn't have made it into the promised land. And that is the same thing that we have. 
And so I just want you to think about it. At the end of the night, there's going to be amazing ministry time. And God, like he did to me for Pastor Pam's message, I believe he's going to speak to you about some ungodly thinking that, you have, that you've come into agreement with and break that off. So it could be about marriage like me. It could be about children. It, you could have lost hope for your future. Um, you might feel that it's easier to be in isolation because you don't have to be hurt like you have been in the past. You, um, you might feel like I will never be successful in business. I will never be able to see prosperity in my life. You might feel like you're, you're never going to be good enough for fill in the blank. You might have be sick with something, and there might be diagnoses over your life. You might have been struggling with infertility. And I promise you, God, like Amy said, is into the whole package. There's nothing he cares about more than his children and their wholeness. So I just thank you, God, that you are going to release healing tonight in Jesus' name. And that's all. It's going to be a good night. So I want to welcome up the amazing Yolanda. Hey, y'all. It's my turn. <laughs> so good. All right. So I want to start by honoring our amazing lead pastors, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne. We are so thankful for their leadership. We are under just incredible leadership, you guys, like nothing I've ever experienced before. And we're just so grateful for them. And then I want to honor Pastor Matt and Loren. I love you guys. The transparency, the encouragement, everything that you guys give, the love, you guys are the real deal, and you push us out of our comfort zone. <laughs> I want to honor my handsome husband that is looking extra handsome today. We've recently unmuted each other. We were fighting, and he is looking so, so handsome. <laughs> And um, I want to honor my kids. Um, I love you guys. You guys are my best teachers. The best is yet to come, you guys. And my mom, I love you, mom. I am everything I am today because of you. All right. So just like these beautiful ladies, I was also thinking through all that God has done for me uh, over these past years and cherished ministry and going to conference. And honestly, it's a lot to unpack in such little time. So I'm going to try to do my best. But ultimately, I want to say that God has just given me so much purpose and a desire to live this life and impart to other ladies, to, to just anyone around me. And so I want to give you just a little bit of my backstory. Um, take a deep breath. It's, you guys are going to be fine, okay? All right. We're on the other side of healing. It's all good. And so um, so I um, grew up in a pretty rough home. I had a lot of childhood trauma. There was a lot of uh, shame, fear, rejection. Um, I dealt with severe depression. And the anxiety that I dealt with was crippling. Um, I had a lot of guilt. Um, I had a lot of 
turmoil and chaos in my life. And so I actually didn't even realize, um, because you know, when you're going through it, you just really can't see. I was under this victim mentality. Um, It was almost like there wasn't enough tissues for all of my issues. And you know, poor me. Um, I really struggled to trust God. I struggled to trust people. Um, I had been under so much religious oppression. See, I need you guys to know that I moved here from Bible Belt, Oklahoma. Uh, I was told that I needed to fit the mold. I needed to be quiet. Uh, My voice wasn't valuable, and I was just supposed to do what I was told to do. And everything that I did was never good enough for God. And I see now how God was so misrepresented to me. So I had all this pain in my upbringing, and then I had all this pain in the church. Can anybody else relate to that? And so I struggled with severe depression because I carried so much inward anger. I was so upset that I wasn't heard, and I was misunderstood. And so this anxiety that I carried, it was so dark, it was cloudy, it was lonely. Um, I was like in this vicious cycle where I was like, God, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. This sucks. (laughs) And so Psalms 34.4 in the Passion Translation says, I cried out to God in my distress and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. I remember when I went to my first church conference, which was the very first one that we all got to go to, I was in the car with Amy arguing about the Holy Spirit. And I was like, I don't know. I just know. Her and Mallory were tough. But anyways, I just knew because I just knew. Anyways. As I was. Anyways. Okay. And so, honestly, that conference, I wasn't going. I had no means to go. And then I receive a call from this generous lady in our church. And I will never forget Mrs. Jackie McDaniels. Wherever you are, I'm going to send this to you. I love you and I thank you for that. Um, And she called me like a day or two before Cherish. And she's like, hey, so God told me that I needed to get you there. And I'm paying for your whole trip. And little did she know or I know all that God had for me and what God was going to do with the seed she planted. This is why I am so passionate about getting every single lady across the line. What he did for me, he can do for you. And it has been such an honor for me to have a front row seat to see God connect the dots and make the impossible possible. Okay, Cherish 2018. God unlocked so many spiritual gifts for me. There was so much healing from childhood trauma, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse. I mean, all of it was being lifted off. The oppression, the the heaviness, I just felt ceiling being lifted off and off and off. And I was like, God, I was running with God and I was like, hold on, this is a lot to process. And I just felt his springs of water in me. And I just felt, I'm living like I want to live. And it was, it was a switch from having so many suicidal thoughts and not even wanting to be here. And so 2019 came along and um, as the enemy does, he starts creeping in a fence into my heart. And of course I did what at the time I do best and I ignored it. (laughs) 
I didn't want to deal with it. I was like, keep going, Lord. This is great. I don't want to deal with that stuff. Let's go. And so, um, and so anyways, at this conference, I heard specifically from God that all the desires that he had in my heart, he had placed them there. Even the one I didn't want to talk to him about. See, I had two miscarriages. The last was eight years ago. The pain of walking through that, especially seeing the hurt and pain in my son that so desired a sibling was heartbreaking. I made an inner valve to never go through that again. And that was broken off at that conference. And so I came home and I told my husband, babe, we're having a baby. (laughs) Wait, wait, don't applaud yet. (laughs) He was shocked. And he had already gotten over the fact that this was even going to happen. So he's like, I need to process this. And so rejection, I'm like, with the flower, he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He hates my guts. Anyways, fast forward, we now have Miss Natalia walking around. She, she's our sassy little two-year-old. And so I wish I could say it was all great from that point on, but... Um, Come 2021, I had to deal with a lot of unprocessed pain because I wasn't dealing with my root issues. And it was an easy target for the enemy. I didn't want to process the rejection from my past. And rejection brings offense, unforgiveness, resentment, and bitterness. So I started to lean back. I was coming to church here and there. At the time I was pregnant, I was really sick. Like it wasn't a lie, but it was great. I hid behind my pregnancy. I was sick. So fast forward to conference 2021. I went out to conference and I just, when I got back from conference, I felt just that I limited myself from receiving all that God had for me at that conference The speaker line was amazing. I received from them. But I came home and I knew that something was missing. And um, the unprocessed pain, the walls, the afraid of being hurt again, being around women, it hindered me because I wasn't willing to connect with people again. It was too hard. It was too painful. See, it's in community and relationships that God does the work. Unprocessed pain, rejection, fear of being hurt again, it hinders us from fully receiving from God. And then I went to Psalms 23, 5, and it says, You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. The message translation says, You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. So as I was praying um, earlier this week for, I was covering Cherish Prayer, I was covering Cherish Conference, and I shared this little vision at Cherish Prayer, but God showed me Pastor Leanne, he showed me her cooking in the kitchen, all of her team, all of the campus pastors, they were cooking us a six-course meal, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, I'm preparing a feast for my daughters, When it's emerge, he prepares a feast for his men. When it's young adults, he prepares a feast for his young generations. But they focus so much on the enemies instead of focusing on the feast that's set before them. They focus more on the lies that the enemy whispers saying, you don't belong. 
They believe the lies that there isn't a place at the table for them. He has a sixth course meal ready for us to enjoy with each other. Friends, can we process the pain and allow God in those areas? Can we allow ourselves to come around community? Will we come to the table? Are we, are we going to allow ourselves to be close to one another? Or are we going to come and just put our hands up and say, don't get close to me. I'm just here. So God wants us to sit with each other. We should be able to be sitting together and saying, hey, pass me that steak. Hey, you got some gravy on you? We're, we're supposed to be able to share with one another, but then call it out too. And so I want to encourage you guys, cherished prayer is our table. Emerge men's prayer is the table. Connect groups is our table. High school and young adults, that is your table. Sitting with someone, processing the pain with them is their table. Cherished conference all of Awakened Conferences, that is your table. I want to end with Acts 2.46. Daily they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praise, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their numbers daily those who were coming to life. I encourage you, if anything has been hindering you, if anything has been weighing you down from fully trusting those around you and trusting God, I strongly urge you, just like I had to, come to the altar, give it to God, and watch him do what only he can do. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now. Bye.